0: Good afternoon, church family. I greet you in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to this week's Midweek Manna. We are continuing in the Rebecca chapter from this wonderful book, The Mothers and Daughters of the Bible Speak. Let me open up with a word of prayer, and we will get right back into the book of uh, Genesis and this ongoing saga family saga, uh, quite dramatic, but certainly there is uh, a good word uh, there for us all, as all of the word of God is. So let me let me just pray for us here. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, O oh God, uh, as we open up uh, your scripture, Lord, I, I pray that we are doing that often, Lord, to uh, seek a spiritual anchor, to hear, Lord, your voice uh, speaking us to us and through us, uh, through these biblical heroes, oh God. So, as the Scripture is read, Lord, I, I pray that we are listening, Lord, with the ears of our heart. Lord, as Scripture, Lord, is meditated upon and applied, Lord, that we can see that this Your Word very much uh, needs and is and will always be applicable for life. Lord, guide us always, and your word can powerfully do that, as well as your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. So, uh, church, what I'd like to do is turn to the book of Genesis once again, the 27th chapter, 27th chapter. What I'd like to do is read verses thirty through 35. This is about Esau's lost hope. It says this, Now it happened as soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob, and Jacob had scarcely gone out from the presence of Isaac, his father, that Esau, his brother, came in from his hunting. He also had made savory food and brought it to his father, and said to his father, Let my father arise and eat of his son's game, that your soul may bless me. And his father Isaac said to him, Who are you? So he said, I am your son, your firstborn, Esau. Then Isaac trembled exceedingly and said, Who? Where is the one who hunted game and brought it to me? I ate all of it before you came, and I blessed him. And indeed, he shall be blessed. When Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with an exceedingly great and bitter cry and said to his father, Bless me, me also, O my father. Verse 35, But he said, Your brother came with deceit and has taken away your blessing." This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Wow, what a what a powerful, uh, heart wrenching text. Of course, we have uh, this deception going on uh, between two brothers. Certainly, uh, dad is involved there. It's it, it, it's it's the blessing from the father. Certainly, something that. In that tradition uh, was given uh, to the eldest son, not to the youngest son, but there we have uh, the younger brother here, uh, certainly. uh, in his own deception, taking that very thing from Esau. And and, and did you just, did you hear these words? Wow, what, what what, what a heartfelt cry, what a broken heart here. Esau, verse 34, when Esau heard the words of his father that his blessing had been taken away, it says this, he cried with an exceedingly great and bitter cry. Wow, a great and bitter cry. Maybe you've cried uh, that way as well. It's just raw. It's just emotional. Uh, It's very, very, very heartfelt. So just a couple of things that I wanted to mention uh, here uh, in the book. I'm going to page 100, and I want to quote here. It says this, kind of capturing what's going on. Desperate, enraged, and panicked. Esau begged for some shred of blessing from his devastated father. In those times, once the blessing was spoken, it was basically as binding as a contract. Esau knew his entire life had been ransacked. He already willingly gave away his birthright. But as the older brother, Esau was probably banking on the fact that he'd still have Isaac's blessing in the end. But the crushing reality that the blessing was gone, too, was a shock to Esau's system. Esau lashed out, pointing to the very origins of the twins' dispute. As Esau was being born, Jacob was literally clinging to his foot. That's from Genesis 25:26. Jacob's name literally means grasps the hill, a Hebrew expression, ah, here it is, for deception. As the devastating reality of Jacob's latest duplicity was settling in on Esau, he then invoked that history. Now, let me pick up, uh, once again here, I'm going to go back to the book of Genesis, and I want to pick up with verse 38. And what I'd like to do is read verse, or through uh, verse 41. Listen to this. And Esau said to his father, have you only one blessing, my father? Bless me, me also, O my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. Then Isaac his father answered and said to him, Behold, your dwelling shall be of the fatness of the earth and of the dew of heaven from above. By your sword you shall live and you shall serve your brother. And it shall come to pass when you become restless that you shall break his yoke from your neck. Again, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A, a tidbit here uh, about the text that I found uh, enlightening, and I'm gonna i to go here to page 102 and offer some things, and then I'll then I'll close. It says this: If it was possible to think of Esau as the irresponsible, negligent villain before the mindless brood his brother probably saw. That version of Esau was gone. It seems he finally understood that Jacob had, uh, or, or excuse me, understood what Jacob had taken away from him. Esau burst out with a loud and bitter cry. The Bible tells us, and he wept aloud, Genesis 27:34 through 38. How can we not feel some measure of sympathy For this man who has been outwitted at every turn by his brother and now by his own mother. In this enormously complicated story, even the bad guys don't stay the bad guys. By the end of the story, our sympathy for Jacob has nearly evaporated. What of Rebecca in the aftermath of all of this when she learned that Esau planned to murder? His own brother. And I'm reading now from Genesis 27:42 through 45. Listen to this. When Rebekah was told what her older son Esau had said, she sent for her younger son Jacob and said to him, Your brother Esau is planning to avenge himself by killing you. Now then, my son, do what I say: flee at once to my brother Laban in Haran. Stay with him for a while until your brother's fury subsides. When your brother is no longer angry with you and forgets what you did to him, I shall send word for you to come back from there. Why should I lose both of you in one day? Genesis 27:42 through 45. Listen to this now, page 102, and I quote: We can observe. Two key points here. Rebecca was acknowledging that she'd lost Esau. She had to have made that calculation already. But now the reality of what she'd done to her oldest son had arrived. Their relationship was forever scarred. The second impact of her sin meant that she'd have to send Jacob away, the son she cherished, because he was the one who spent his time with her in the tents and doing what she valued? how ironic in that exploiting every possible angle for Jacob's advantage she essentially lost him too. thought that was very uh, very poignant there uh, so uh, what what we what we have here and I, and I, and I unpacked this this saga. Uh, in, in this way, you, you have this family, do you not? You, you have this blessing, this birthright uh, that is being given, deception uh, happening, one son is supposed to get it, the younger brother deceives in, in order to get it, the mother who was also kind of playing the strings here and manipulating things in a certain way for the younger brother's advantage. What does that sound like? To you. Sounds like family, right? Soap opera, right? Soap opera, but, but, but family, right? I mean, we are talking about family. As I'm reading these details, I think about the dynamics of family, how dysfunctional, you know, Family can be how broken family can be the heartache, the heartbreak certainly for uh, Esau uh, here. Uh, This is a man uh, that uh, emotionally is is broken apart. So you see, there's family here. It it can be uh, certainly our family. It could be someone's family that we know, a friend, a long-distance relative. We're talking about real people. We're talking about family here. And I want you to certainly read uh, into that that that, that's exactly uh, what it is. And it can certainly apply to families today, families in chaos, families in turmoil. You know, maybe it's a parent that's ending the... Uh, the 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 end of, of their own life and the fighting that ensues, who gets what, right? I mean, it's all there, you know, the drama uh, uh, of family. So I, I wanted to mention that, and of course, uh, in this particular text uh, that I read, uh, Rebecca is painted, really, in... You know, in a, in a in a negative light, uh, losing the son, and in some ways, as uh, Shannon Bream says, she even loses Jacob too. Think about that. that That was that was clarity. So pray about your own family. Uh, pray uh, for the families that you know that are going through drama. Pray for the brokenness that's. Uh, in families you know I I think about the church right as a family the brokenness in a church the brokenness quite honestly in a denomination using our own uh, United Methodist Church as an example of that uh, the brokenness the dysfunction in family look the word of God it speaks to us clearly there's there's a truth there that is so relevant that is so poignant there i want us to think about this in many different aspects but please by all means put prayer to it put prayer uh, that jesus will reconcile we can't do it on our own right we need the savior right to intervene we need the holy spirit to intervene okay man Will fall short, okay? Leaders will fall short, uh, but God's God's got this. We we we've got an awesome God, so we need we need God to remove uh, the acts of the enemy, the sabotaging of the enemy, the uh, disarray and discord that uh, the enemy plays, and and, and pray. Pray the spirit into it all. So, this text it's important because it's about family, and quite honestly, it might be speaking about your own family uh, too. Prayer, prayer's the key. Prayer's the key. So, I will leave you uh, with that. Church, let me close with a with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, oh God, the book of Genesis, it's wonderful. It's one of my absolute favorites in your word, oh God. There is so much there, Lord, about faith, about struggle, about strife, about family, Lord, uh, about uh, your part uh, in all of these details, Lord. We certainly need your presence. We need your Holy Spirit. We need your Son, the Savior, Lord, Lord. before us uh, fixing our eyes o- on Jesus Christ that is that is okay lord because otherwise there's just fighting there's strife lord there's misery and agony lord and our hearts do go out uh, to esau lord our 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 hearts do go out to those who were cut out to those who were left out Lord, you are the one that can bring us together. You are the one that can unite us. So let us always put our faith in you. We ask this now in Jesus' holy and blessed name. Amen. Folks, you have a wonderful day. God bless you. Tell you what, we are going to uh, stay in this chapter of Rebecca. Uh, There's still uh, some content here. Uh, quite a few uh, pages and details that I want to get to to kind of close out this chapter. So we'll do that next week. And then we'll move to the chapter of Bathsheba. So that that will come up uh, in two weeks. But in the meantime, uh, keep please uh, reading the Word of God, particularly uh, the book of genesis wow it's all there it, it It is all there, but ultimately in god's own way in god 's own timing, what I always have found fascinating with the roller coaster ride that the book of Genesis uh, is at the very end. God has this way of bringing it all together and bringing redemption. And it's there in the 50th chapter. So anyways, I will leave you with that. You take care. God bless you. And I will see you next Wednesday. Have a great day.